Welcome to our resilient agents and investors from across the country. Today is Thursday, June 30th, 2022. And this is All the Leads Mastermind podcast number 384. I appreciate it. Um, let me look on here. We've got um, one of our long-term subscribers who I was um, having a chat with on a coaching call earlier this week, and he had some um, successes and some some wins and also some questions there. And I wanted to kind of open it up. If Mark, uh, Mark Tonia, if you are here, um, if you would raise your hand with the reaction button, I don't see you. Um, if Mark is not here, we might catch him later in the call. Um, or and uh, or next week if if he's not here. Uh, but but basically, I hey, wanted you guys. Yeah, I'm on. Uh, hey, I'm on Mark. The there he is. You're yeah. showing up with a phone number. Yeah, I I did it the old fashioned way, I guess. <laughs> okay. That, but. No, you're good. You're good. So, a um, little bit of history here, Mark. Uh, you you've been with us for um, for a little while. How how long would you say that you've been getting uh, probate uh, doing uh, working probate um, with all the leads and and probate in general? Probably going on the third year. Okay. And it is worth um, all the money I spent because. Um, couple different reasons. I really like that you can just set it up, a mailing, um, and, and it just takes over. I love that. So I don't have to do any letters or stamp any envelopes. It just takes off. And then they send me a, a letter during that campaign. So I know when it kind of hits the people's, the PR's mailboxes, so I can follow up with a phone call right away, or at least I know when it's being mailed and it did get mailed. So mm -hmm. I like that part of it. So. so for those of you that don't know what Mark is referring to, um, if you are um, running your mailing campaign through all the leads and we're doing it for you, uh, one of the things that we'll do when we send that letter to the um, personal representatives that you're um, that you're making your offer to, we also send you a copy of that letter, and uh, and that way you know when it hits your mailbox, it's likely hit the PR's mailbox on that exact same day. Um, so you've been doing this for about three years. Uh, tell everyone what your background is. Uh, you've been a, a broker and a broker owner for a long time. Um, what? Yeah, tell us a little bit um, about that. I I started. Um, in 86. So when, you know, uh, we had MLS books, <laughs> so I'm kind of a dinosaur, but, um, you know, I'm always trying to learn. I, you know, actually Bruce, I hired him to coach me and this is the first time ever. And I started the first of the year and I, I should have done that a long time ago. Um, you know, I'm probably missed the boat a little bit on through my career, but I, I um, worked at Cobble Banker way back, you know, when it was original and not extra crispy. But anyway, it was <laughs> Cobble Banker, and um, and I did that for quite a while. Then I went to a, like a hundred percent company. It was called Council Realty in the Twin Cities here, and I started an office with an, a few other agents, from like five agents to eighty agents. And then for whatever reason, I mean, that was going great, and. and this group of of realtors, we decided to start our own brokerage. So I had a small brokerage company and I was the broker for that because I had a team. If, at Council Realty is agent owned. It is a kind of a neat concept. So you get stock and stuff like that. But um, but I don't know, for whatever reason, because I had my broker's license and this other group of, you know, 
we thought, you know, let's try it. So I was my own broker for probably five, six years. And then unfortunately, uh, one of my partners passed away and the other one decided to be a trucker. <laughs> so that left me as a lone ranger to be the broker. And I decided, you know, to just merge that company with Real Estate Masters, which is where I'm at now. So mm-hmm. that's kind of my background. And I, a lot of my niche in real estate only started with probate because they came uh, there was a, a seminar, I guess, at our board, the St. Paul Board of Realtors. And I thought, you know what? Because a lot of my niche in real estate was foreclosures. So I would actually go door knock at, after sheriff's sale results and talk to, you know, talk to um, people in foreclosure and let them know, hey, you still have rights when banks do this to you. And I'm not sure if you've planned a strategy yet, but doing nothing is usually not a good strategy. So, you know, if, if, if you want, I'd like to meet with you and explain what, you know, what really your rights are. So that, that was kind of my bread and butter for a long time, but I kind of switched that over. And with that kind of style, I've been door knocking some PRs and kind of with that type of just trying to help people out, explain that they have options and, and that. And it is kind of, I've worked that into the probate market too. So I don't mm-hmm. know. I mean, I know, um, there's just a million things to talk about about that, but I know we were going to talk about that one deal I had a week or two ago where I listed a property thinking that the personal rep actually had everything taken care of, had the, had the, you know, the letters of testamentary all squared away. And I trusted that, but I did actually make a phone call. He did hire an attorney and he was out of state. So, or out of town, he was in Cloquet, Minnesota, which is a couple hundred miles away, but, from the property that's in White Bear Lake. But um, so what happened is he did have the letters of testamentary approved. I found this out later from the attorney after actually putting the house on the market and receiving 12 offers and, and uh, having best and final, all that going on. But I actually did get a call back from the attorney saying, hold off. We have to get a trustees hearing done first because mm-hmm. apparently there was a trustee from one of the siblings and these siblings are like in their eighties. <laughs> yep. So anyway, yep. house was lived in for 20 years. That's a whole nother story, which I told Bruce about, but which you guys don't need to know. But no, we did. We need to know this house, um, this, oh this probate case just opened up and, uh, and it's been sitting empty for 12 years or t- 12, 20 years, 20 years, 20. It has trees growing into the roof worth a hole in it. <laughs> it's amazing. And anyway, $11,500 later, we got it cleaned out. Four dumpsters, like huge dumpsters. Um, a tarp over the roof with the, took the branch off the tree, you know, the branch off the roof and put a tarp over it. But it's still going to be like half priced when we do get this on the market. And I did just put a call into the attorney. Of course, he's on vacation to make sure that that hearing is still scheduled for the 15th or the 20th of this month. But Mm -hmm. um, I got a call in anyway, hopefully that's all on track. So we can put it back on the market, probably bump the price a little because we did get it cleaned out. But anyway, I I think you missed a golden opportunity. You had that tree growing through the roof. You should have called that an atrium feature. (laughs) Yeah. Or a skylight without a, you know, without a window there. I mean, I mean, nature. God gave you the opportunity Natural. and you blew it, man. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> so, 
Uh, what, 30 what, some years in the business, I never had uh, a deal quite that bad. Even with a lot of my foreclosures, I, I've been do- doing through the last 20 some years, but that one was pretty bad. So anyway, yeah. So this is uh, three years, um, three years into probate, you uh, ran into yeah. one of these. Is this um, the longest that uh, the longest that that you've run into that a house is set vacant after probate? Not yeah. after probate, but yeah. after a death. And that kind of is what this attorney referred to is there was a trustee appointed to this uh, deal and there was some disputing going on, I think. And so he just wants all his I's dotted and T's crossed before my Mm -hmm. PR signs anything. So there's this extra kind of meeting, I guess, uh, for a trustee type of thing. I don't know. But you have a listing agreement. You have a listing agreement signed, right? Correct. Yeah. It's just, it's in TNA right now, temporary and not available for showing. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I want everyone to kind of pay close attention to this. And even though this is a bit of an extreme situation that Mark is dealing with, um, it's, it's important for everyone to note that just because you see a file come across your desk and it has a probate that was literally just filed and it says the deceased the death the date of death was 20 years ago or two years ago or five years ago it doesn't mean that there's a mistake there um, oftentimes there will be a loss in a family and and uh, they'll just sit they'll get stuck and uh, i don't know what the circumstances were that prohibited this or or kept this property from being listed or sold previously maybe you could shed some light on that but it happens all the time guys um, you will have uh, houses that just sit empty, sit inside of the family or inside of an estate. And then finally, one day, everybody wakes up and says, maybe it's time to get something done with this. So, uh, Mark, shed a little bit of light on what uh, what, what the reason was for, ta- for taking so long. Well, apparently, the, the younger sibling, which is a sister of the PR, and they, like I said, they're still in their 80s. Apparently, he just assumed, and he was... He lived 200 miles away. Um, he just assumed she was taking care of the house, and and at some point in time, you know, and and she didn't have a place. To, I think she did live there for some of those 20 years, but not. I don't know. I didn't mm-hmm. seem like it. I think she was just using it, like I said, to put her stuff in, and like the garage was full of her trash. Maybe she was saving money on her trash bill. I don't know. And it was, <laughs> it was pretty crazy. I mean, the, the backyard, when I first went there, there was still some snow here. It was in March. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, there were deer, basically deer. I mean, it's a kind of a decent, it's an average size suburban lot, but it's a little deeper. It's like 200 feet deep. There were deer trails going through there like it was their own private woods. You know, <laughs> it's weird. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm thinking that it, it was just on cruise control. And then finally, you know, in the last uh, few years is when they wanted to get this estate settled. And I mean, the older and older they were getting, the more I think, and that's why he, uh, my PR I'm working with, um, you know, I guess I didn't really get a whole lot of his story because he's elderly and I didn't want, it seems like it kind of, it wasn't a good subject. I just mm-hmm. want to, do good for him and get this off his plate kind of, so to speak. So yep. I set up the clean out. So he actually used my contractor that does all my, a lot of my clean outs. And it was $11,500, like I said, four dumpsters and 
tarp on the roof and oh we had we had the city was calling me because the grass was up to your waist in the front yard so i had to have him cut the grass before he got fined yeah that kind of you know so you've you've really used your team to help procure this business and take care of this business you you not only listed the house but you've taken care of the clean out um you've taken care of a, a yard cut um several other services that go along with what we teach you guys to do right Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, I've had clean out contractors for the foreclosure business and I had REO experience too. So I have kind of had that all set up, but, but yeah, you guys, um, obviously, uh, have that all kind of spelled out in, in a lot of your coaching and training that you do online here and phone calls and stuff. So I love it. Mm-hmm. So. Excellent. So I want to um, go really quickly to uh, your general approach to working uh, the probate, uh, the probate leads. Um, you hinted at, at some of it. I know you do some mail and calls and some door knocking, but walk us through um, what you do to, to turn these leads into business for yourself. Um, I, I know that, you know, the, the letters that go out, you, you, you need to within a week or two, get a hold of them. And then, you, I like to use your CRM or your online services because then you can take notes in there. Mm-hmm. You can kind of have reminders on when to follow up with with the PRs. And I'm not, I mean, this spring I've been pretty swamped, so I haven't done a really good job of that, which I, I, I did. You know, Bruce has a service too with this inside sales uh, telemarketing. So I use, I've been using uh, and had limited success with that, but we're working on that obviously. So um, but I think that, I mean, it's obviously way better if you can, you meaning the realtor or investor can actually make the calls, the yes. person that's on the letter, make the calls and, and just, you know, and, and that's kind of how I work it in, in the probate area anyway. And it's just, I could do way more letters, but I feel like in, in the letters, meaning like if you're going to send a second or third letter, you weed out the ones that, you know, obviously you're going to get a hold of people that, you know, they've sold it already or they whatever, you know, mm-hmm. uh, or they're just, they have a friend that's doing whatever the case. So those, that letter campaign is going to be less money because it's going to be less letters in most cases. So, yep. But, yep. Um, anyway, that's. So you're uh, you're calling, uh, you're mailing letters, you're door knocking, um, correct? And that's that's as simple as it is, guys. Um, get to. We've had questions on uh, door knocking before. Um, we do encourage it. Um, it's not for everybody. Uh, Mark does a very good job at it. Um, we encourage you guys to make calls. Uh, you definitely want to have that door knock or that phone call be warmed up with um, with letters. And if you're going to send letters, you probably also want to put some kind of web uh, presence um, for yourself online as well. Uh, websites, blogs, uh, do a series of videos. There's lots of different ways to do it. But the core of prospecting for probate business, and I realize we're doing a lot more types of leads than probate now. Uh, so this is the core for a lot of different type of transition leads that you work with, especially probate that we've done for so long, is really simple. Um, you send letters, you make calls, you drive that uh, traffic that's checking you out before they call you back to a, a website, and that's it. And you're going to uh, convert business that way. Um, if you're scared of tackling the phone, 
uh, bring a partner in, bring an ISA in, um, get into a, a training that we do where there's role play involved, learn how to get on the phone or make sure that someone is getting on the phone with you. Um, and then we've got some subscribers like we heard last week from Elijah that just send some letters and postcards and they get calls rolling in. So um, you can make it as simple as that. Uh, you can make it uh, as advanced as putting videos out and educating people and making a bunch of calls. Uh, but we recommend something kind of in, in between. So, Mark, I, I really appreciate um, you jumping on and kind of sharing that story. Um, I do know that we're going to have some um, questions that, that are going to pop up if you hang out. And if any of those are directed to you, um, we'll let you answer those. Um, but I want to open it up to the crew, to uh, those, those that, are, that are attending, to ask your questions. And it doesn't necessarily have to be directed toward Mark and his deal and his process. This is, this is your opportunity to ask the coaches questions as well. Um, Good. so Alex has asked, um, uh, about a, a script for probate attorneys, um, and then also sample letters, uh, that are being sent out. We do have somewhere in the neighborhood of 30 or 35 sample letters, probably even more than that, that you can choose from and you can edit. Those are on our website at alltheleads.com. Um, once you're on alltheleads.com. If you're a subscriber, you log in and you get access to all of those letters that we have. Um, you can um, edit those, doctor them up, make them sound more like you. Um, you can send them yourself or we can send them for you and just kind of automate it for you. Um, a script for attorneys. Uh, Mark, uh, let me ask you really quick since you're here. Do you prospect attorneys? And I'm not sure if you do. If, if not, I'm going to share a script. But uh, you're, a, you're a prospector, man. So let us know if you've gone after attorneys. I have two attorneys I work with and for real estate. And fortunately, the one I work with does a lot of probate. So, and he sent, he's just, he sent me probably two or three over the last year, which yes. So I send him referrals and that's the best way to get attorney referrals is to send them referrals. <laughs> mm -hmm. And uh, so anyway, yeah, I do. I don't like take your list though and just cold call them. I don't. I, maybe I guess yep. I, I have enough business. I'm probably sending out, uh, you know, close to 100 to 200 letters every month. So my list is pretty big. So that's why I kind of try to cherry pick those a little more than maybe some other people with not quite as few in their leads. Probably mm -hmm. could do more, you know, working with attorneys on that. So, yep. Hey, Bruce, so uh, real, real quick, I'll j jump in on something he just said. Um, the best way or one of the best ways to get an attorney referral, like you said, is to send them one. If you weren't wondering where to find them, uh, typically a significant percentage, depending on the market you're in, um, you know, we find anywhere from 10 to 20 percent of your leads probably don't have an attorney associated with it. They're pro se. The, the people are trying to do it on their own. It's kind of like a for sale by owner. They start off on their own, often they list. So that would be a yeah. good place to start. If you speak to somebody who doesn't have an attorney, say, I've got a great one. Would you mind if I referred them to you or you to them? And then let the attorney know you did that and uh, make it a, a quid pro quo. But you can probably find ways to refer business to them right within your existing leads. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, hey Bruce. Uh, yeah, go ahead, Chuck. So I just had. Um, an onboarding conversation with 
uh, subscriber, Lena, who's on the call. She herself is an attorney and is actively prospecting attorneys. She'd be willing to unmute and kind of share her approach and how she discusses with them. Lena, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Hi, Chuck. Hi, Lena. Hi, everyone. Um, I had just started with Probate Mastery back in April, and I heard about all the leads just recently, and I bought my first uh, uh, lead last month, actually. So I just got the June leads last week. So for me, um, I was an attorney for many years before I got into real estate. So I did litigation for quite a while and I transitioned to real estate seven or eight years ago. And uh, probate is an interesting niche that I got into. Um, as soon as my father-in-law had passed away, I started to learn a lot about probate and I took the mastery class or probate mastery class. And then I said, yeah, I need to find leads. And so when I bought these leads, I started calling just the personal representative and I didn't have a good experience, as I mentioned to Chuck. Uh, there are a lot of videos to watch and, and trying to get into it and understand what to say is, is overwhelming. And I just picked up the phone and went down the list of all the attorneys and called. And I've had great conversations with every attorney, but I'm different from a lot of people because I come from an attorney background. However, a lot of people have come up to me and asked me, so how do you talk to an attorney if you're not an attorney, if you're just like a regular person? I say attorneys love referrals. They are trying to build their your their book of business, right? So a lot of these probate attorneys are just running a uh, one-man show. It's a, a small law firm, maybe one or two attorneys or if even just one attorney and then five paralegals. So they're constantly um, inundated with work that they have to produce and they don't have time to market. So if you bring them a client, they're gonna pick up your phone. They're going to reply to your emails. And so what I've done was I went on a couple of Facebook groups for free. If you guys have um, a Facebook uh, page, join a couple of private groups that are about probate. It doesn't have to be specific to your state. It could be you know, something like uh, you know, uh, a support group or whatever. And then if you find people who are in your state looking for an attorney for help with maybe a, a trust administration or estate planning, you reach out to them or, you know, you, you make a comment uh, in the Facebook group and they'll reach out to you and then you start a dialogue and then you say, hey, you know, I've, I know a lot of people in uh, a lot of attorneys in my network. Let me uh, check in and see if they're accepting new clients. So you, you take that lead. Um, that kind of referral, cold referral there. And you call a bunch of attorneys and say, hey, I have uh, a referral I'd like to talk to you about. Can we you know, schedule 10 or 15 minutes and I can tell you a little bit about this and see if this would work for your, for your law firm and see if this is the kind of business you can handle. They will call you back because who doesn't want free referrals, right? Mm -hmm. And so once you connect with them, you explain to them what you do, what uh, value you bring to their law firm, and then they're more willing to refer you clients and say, hey, uh, you know, I got this house that needs to be sold. Can you help me with my client and sell the house? Or can you provide me some uh, real estate market uh, data and then give them some research? You know, they love to have real estate research and, uh, you know, have you in the back burner just 
just in case, you know, because I say all the time, maybe you have a relationship with other real estate agents, but people retire, people uh, go on vacation, they're not available, they're not, you know, they're too busy to handle the work. I'm here. If you need anything, give me a call. I will produce whatever research you need and I'm here to help you. And then each week I have a campaign of, you know, emails and then drop by the office, bring some brochures and pamphlets, uh, talk to the paralegal. I've made some great friends because they don't like to talk about anything but life. You know, they don't want to talk about the law. Maybe they're just saying, hey, we're just inundated. We need more help. Do you know anybody? I'm looking for a secretary. You know, it's great because you can talk to everybody in the office. You don't have to only talk to the attorney. So um, I found some creative ways to get in front of the attorney by not saying I'm an attorney. Um, and, And it's worked for me quite well. I also use LinkedIn a lot all free. You can start a LinkedIn profile and start connecting with attorneys and message them and, you know, write a short message and say, Hey, in my business as a realtor, I'm coming across a lot of clients who don't have an estate plan in place. Would you mind, uh, you know, talking to me to, to see if this is some, something that you can help us with or, or, you know, mm-hmm. refer to some of these clients? Absolutely. They always say, of course. And we do a Zoom meeting or a phone call, and it's been great. I've had, <laughs> I guess, 100% success rate, but I haven't called that many attorneys. I've been able to do messaging. I've been able to do email campaign. Um, <clears throat> I don't need to sit at the courthouse and, and shake hands with people because of COVID. You know, So I found ways to connect with people all online and all for free. So. Absolutely. That's amazing, Lena. And I've preached using LinkedIn to connect with attorneys for years. Some of my best relationships came off of the exact approach that uh, Lena just described um, it with a regard to LinkedIn messages. Um, you definitely want to lead with value. Um, instead of just saying, hey, I, uh, I specialize in probate. Can you send me your, your deals? That's a great way to not get responded to. Um, if you lead with value and then you work it into that conversation, into a coffee or a lunch or a sit down, um, you're going to build some relationships really, really quickly, um, exactly the way Lena has done it. And you guys, you guys heard it. You guys heard it. Um, are there any questions for Lena that, that anybody has? Um, I do want to call on Douglas. He's got some um, questions and some successes. Doug, Douglas, I'll call on you in a minute. Yeah, I um, I wanna... say, I'd like to say thank you to Lena. Lena, that was awesome. Thank you so much for sharing. You're welcome. Absolutely. Do we have anything else um, for Alina that that um, might be attorney related? Yeah, I'm I just, in Los Angeles. I, I, sorry. No, go ahead. What were you going to say? I, I was going to say I'm in Los Angeles. So if anybody's in California, I have a lot of attorneys, you know, to network with and and help out with any California related uh, real estate or, or you know uh, probate issues. Awesome. Great. One of one of one of the things we often talk about is that uh, you know we when we're sending people out to talk to attorneys, we talk about the things that they can do that will help that attorney more expeditiously close that probate. And do you find in those conversations you have with them, do you find yourself gravitating to, you know, since you know what's going on, these are the things that you know typically take an attorney's time in terms of processing a probate that they're involved in. Are you able to find things like that that you can say, and in addition, I know that you have to do this and you have to do this. And those are things that 
I typically offer as a service to my clients anyway, so I can really, you know, help that process along, get you closer, quicker to the close. Is that something that you talk about at all? Tim, are you, are you speaking to me? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Was, yeah, yeah. You know. uh, yes. So as I'm building my team of professionals to help, you know, sell a home, I have CPAs, I have uh, people to help pack up uh, the, the, the the stuff have estate sales have you know people to to help uh renovate the house or paint the house and i have a a, a whole bucket of, of all these great professionals and i would ask the attorney hey what are some challenges or difficulties your clients are having in regards to selling a home uh so that you can have the proceeds and 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 move along the process much more simply and they would tell me what what the problem would be, and then I can try to you know uh, exert some uh, some suggestions and and say this is what my team has done, or or use some examples. People love stories, so I would hear stories on your meetings, and I would say, oh, so in our company we did this X, Y, and Z, and just to put that nugget of information in there to to let them know, wow, I had no idea that was available. You know, sometimes a house must maybe dilapidated and, you know, not safe to come in or whatever. And then you can say, well, I have these sets of professionals who can come in and we can get an appraiser and, uh, you know, we can do all this. Make sure there's a no trespass sign in the house if the house uh, is vacant. And so I say, do you want me to bring some signs over and I can bring it to your client's house or something? I, I just throw it out there. They say no, they say no, but I just throw it out there and see if it sticks. And, and a lot of times attorneys are just so overworked and exhausted, they can't even really think about what to do to take care of a house and get it sold, right? And they're not in the business to do that. You as a real estate agent, that's what your job is to do is provide some solutions and suggestions and uh, make their lives easier. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so so that's that's what I like to do. I, I, I just ask them, so what challenges are you having? Are, are you doing... Um, are you, are you seeing that clients are not wanting to put uh, the, the house on the market because they don't have full authority or limited authority? So those are key terms you have to understand when you're working in probate. So, so educate yourself. Go on an attorney's website. Go and see what they do and specialize in and read up on their bio and, and make sure you understand a little bit so that it'll be a talking point when you're on the phone with them or you're meeting them for a coffee or something and say, hey, I understand you do estate planning and you don't do trust administration. These are two different things. And have them explain that to you. Why, why don't you do trust administration? Well, I'm just too busy. I refer all my cases out. Oh, really? Who do you refer it out to? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. They give me another name for another attorney. And I call that attorney and I say, hey, uh, attorney David told me to call you because you do trust administration. And I'm coming across a lot of clients uh, in the baby boomers or, or whatever. They need this done and this done. And I just go from there. I don't have a script. I just talk off the top of my head by hearing what their answers are and following up with uh, the next line of questioning based on their answer. So, so that's what I do. I just talk off the top of my head sometimes. No, that's, that's great. And that's, that's the most natural thing that you can do. It needs to be a conversation, not stilted, not scripted. You know, what Bruce or I or Chuck or Jim or anybody else is going to tell you from script the, the only value of a script, if you've ever been in any kind of a marketing situation, it gives you something mentally to fall back on. It's cue. It'll remind you of things that you ought to say. But the most effective communicators 
don't rely on scripts. They simply get comfortable with what they're having to say using a script maybe to start with. And uh, it comes from there. I'm sorry, but I'm watching Jim walk around and it looked like <laughs> a scene out of a movie. You remember the movie with Jodie Foster <laughs> where she's walking across the walking across to see the the uh, spaceman. That's what it looked like with Jimmy <laughs> walking across the beach. I'm sorry, Lena. <laughs> that was good. We were talking about scripts, right? So, so uh, real estate agents have a lot of scripts to remember. And I always say, don't feel overwhelmed. Count the, the, the five fingers, who, what, when, where, why. If you have that in your mind when you're asking questions, that's your script. That's yep. it. Keep it simple. Love it. Love it, Lena. That's beautiful, Lena. Yep. So um, I would like to jump over and uh, uh, same with um, same with Mark. We we still have Mark here, Lena, if you'd uh, leave yourself available, if there's any questions that we may be able to direct your way. Uh, But uh, Douglas had asked um, a couple of questions uh, online, I believe, or he had a few questions and maybe a win to share. Um, Douglas, would you uh, open up and share with us? Absolutely. I'll start with the win. Um, I had been prospecting people about six weeks ago, and they told me they would call me when they need me. But that was after about four conversations, and I thought they were done with me. Yesterday, two of them called me back. One of them has three properties, a beautiful piece of land to build on, a beautiful home that needs restoration, and an apartment building. She wants me to handle all of it. Um, One quick moment, uh, Douglas. Oh, we got Bernard muted. Okay. All right. Go ahead, Douglas. Oh, you didn't hear me? No, we heard you. There was just some background noise. I wanted to try to get that muted out. Should I start over? Uh, Yeah. Summarize real quick. I think we could all hear you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, We heard you. We heard you. We heard you. Okay, good, good. And so, and then another one is a property in one of the most prized areas of Seattle. And she said the same thing. I'll call you when I'm ready. But she sent me a text yesterday and asked to do a Zoom meeting with me this afternoon. So there's four properties. And then another one is, um, God, it's just, Bruce, your scripts are so disarming when they're so gentle as I work with a team that offers concierge program that help families going through probate, blah, blah, blah. It works so well. It works so well because it's just so unoffensive. And I can hear in their voice that they're in pain and they need a decision to be made. But if I were to come at them with a cash offer, they blow me off. They blow me off. So, yeah. so thank you for that. And then I, what I want to do is I don't have a website. I don't have any social media and I'm crushing it with just cold calling. So what I'd like to do is I'd like to add a website and the information on that. I've been looking into yours. They're absolutely awesome and very well priced, but do you have any advice for what to offer when I door knock? Uh, that's going to be a, a really good mark question. Um, we don't have a lot of people that door knock that come back and share that with us. I know for a fact that Mark Tonia door knocks. And if Mark, uh, if you are still here and, and can unmute yourself, uh, I'd like to hear that. Um, I know that Mark leaves behind a door hanger. He's still on mute. Um, so I'll, I'll answer for him a little bit. <laughs> mark, go ahead. Okay. I'm back. I'm back. So, um, I, I was going to add two in the letters, the letter ones that I send out is a, a probate timeline that I include. It's a little postcard. So when mm-hmm. I am on phone calls that um, to PRs, they'll always say, oh, yeah, I've, I've got 100 letters. Well, 
I always say, well, mine might have stuck out a little because I put a probate timeline. So you got kind of an idea what lies ahead of you and the tasks and the, what, how much time it takes for this to, you know, from start to beginning. And they'll say, oh, yeah, yeah. And then, and then I say, well, okay, well, we'll make sure you just put that letter on top <laughs> of all those others. So that's, I just wanted to add that. But as far as door knocking, I, I'll put that um, timeline in there again. I have a uh, probate by Marktonia website. And on there, there's all kinds of questions that PRs ask, or, or there's just like an information. Um, and I'll print out some of those and have it in a white envelope. And I'll just, if I do door knock a PR's address, and you know, that's where you go as the PR. Sometimes I'll go to the, the property because sometimes there's a family member there or whatever. If I can't, and that's usually I door knock the ones I can't get a hold of, like there's no phone numbers or email or whatever. I'll just try to go to their address and maybe leave some information with a chip clip. You got to get a chip clip with a magnet because then I'll also enough I'll try to follow up. Yeah, I'm the guy I've been leaving you information on your door with a chip clip <laughs> with my phone number on it. But anyway, so, so that's my gig on that. Okay, so what's that say probate by what? Uh, probate by Mark Tonia, M-A-R-K-T-O-N-I-A dot com. Yep. That's my website. So Thank I'm going to throw in um, a couple of things that Mark does is, is uh, when you are marketing and you're prospecting, um, the language that you use either verbally or in your marketing print um, or website material needs to have staying power. Um, a lot of uh, we get inundated with so much marketing, so much prospecting, and uh, co real estate coaches are are terrible about this. They they teach you to say, oh, by the way, you you have a, a long ten minute conversation, and then you end it with, by the way, I'm never too busy for your referrals. The person that you're talking with yeah. is never ever ever going to remember that because it's it's a throwaway. Um, mm -hmm. If you're going to bring up real estate, whether it be in a mail and in conversation on a video, on a door hanger, anything like that, it needs staying power. And what Mark has said multiple times is he does chip clips, he does uh, inserts in his letters. Those things uh, cause you to stand out. Uh, they're, they're easy reference points. Hey, I was the guy that sent you a letter. Well, I got 10 of them. Uh, I, yeah. Mine had a chip clip in it. Mine had a probate timeline in it. Mine had a magnet in it. Anything like that makes you stand out and makes you more memorable to the person that you're marketing to. Um, same thing with your dialogue. Make sure that you guys are using um, intent-based and sticky dialogue that, that stays in the brain of the person that you're prospecting and communicating with. So that was- And the other thing about putting something like that in the letter and anything like that, that gives the letter more physical volume basically used to be referred to and still is as lumpy mail. If you get something in a letter and it's got a lump in it, you want to see what somebody put in there. And, you know, we have a variety of things that we insert for our clients, everything from calendars to, uh, you know, a thing that looks like a folded $100 bill and a bunch of other things that we include. And Bruce always refers to those as high value communications. It's something that has some physical volume to it. In addition to that, we also do door hangers. We print those for lots of people and you should be carrying those around in your car anyway. If you're looking any place, anywhere, you should have a door hanger to hang on it. If you're out of your car, make it pay off. Don't walk out empty handed. You got a door to hang something on, hang it on it. Uh, you should always be doing that. But I think the other thing I'd point out is that 
we will help you create a, a, a unified presence online. We have folks that'll help you customize the website to be exactly what you're looking for. We give you a place to start, and then we will certainly help you customize it to be uniquely yours. We do the same thing with any of the written communication and uh, the website side of it. So we're going to help you. We've got full services on every bit of the things to make sure your marketing image is exactly what you're looking for. And it says who you are and what you're doing. Yep. Thank you. Yeah, Natalie's been really helpful. I've talked to her a couple of times this week. She's been really helpful. So Outstanding. And another question I have is, um, do you have any advice on how to where to find network groups that could I could present my service to? Uh, Chuck, uh, you have a place for uh, networking. Chuck's kind of our networking king. Um, I'd, I'd like uh, Chuck to, to take a crack at answering that. And then uh, Jim, after Chuck answers this, Jim has a question for Douglas. Yep. So when it comes to networking, um, you have you definitely have your chamber, right? Chamber of Commerce. Uh, our county has at least three of them, right? We have Northern, the the central and the southern chamber of, of commerce. So many, many chambers are, are starting to become a bit more active now after the past two years have, have gone by. It probably depends on the temperature of your, of your state related to what's, what's happened over the past two years. Um, there's definitely BNI groups, uh, which only allows one particular person from a specific industry or a category. So being into, you know, estates, you know, or probate, or you can probably find a niche, but that's all you can talk about. You can't talk about your general real estate if there's already a real estate agent in one of those. I call them referral groups. They aren't, they're, they're a paid uh, membership to join those groups. What I did is I started my own networking group. So it does take a, a bit of initiative. There are companies out there uh, that can help you with the administration and set that up. Bruce and I have have both been been hosts and created those in our respective markets. Um, I've been I've been running my monthly business networking event. It's a mix and mingle event where I'm I'm looking to network and build my referral partner um, sphere through hosting a networking event for other business, you know, business owners, professionals, entrepreneurs, et cetera. And then the, the key thing is, is that you have the opportunity to connect your network to other people that you meet and mix and mingle with to their network. So it mindset is really big when it comes to, to networking. You want to make sure that you focus on not only connecting and trying to sell the person that's standing belly belly to you right in front of you, uh, but you want to be asking questions, you know, about their network and who who you can connect with them. Again, lead with value, give in order to get. Um, you know, so in that line of thinking, giving referrals will definitely set the stage for you to receive and get referrals from other people. If you go into it saying, okay, well, I'm going to go prospect for referrals and you're not giving any, you're doing it backwards. Mm -hmm. So definitely want to focus on giving referrals. Um, I mean, a Google search and, and definitely Facebook um, with our event, we do, we, we did create a Facebook group for networking and, you know, I, I leveraged that together. Uh, LinkedIn is not, 
really conducive to setting up groups and and that and events and those types of things. Uh, that's why we've we've stayed with the Facebook platform. But definitely searching or I mean it can be a, it can be an opportunity to reach out to your potential referral partners or the people that you already have in your client base in your referral base to ask them, hey, where, you know, do you have any networking events coming up in your calendar that I'm not aware of? It gives Chuck, you a chance to reconnect with them. Chuck, there was a, you mentioned a couple of weeks ago about joining the um, estate planners um, something. Um, what was that? That was, uh, that was what I was trying to drive to in the very oh, beginning. Gotcha. Yeah. Yep. There's, I mean, one that's going to be specific to this is going to be your estate planning council in your local your local county. There's a National Association of Estate Planning Council folks. I don't know the exact acronym. It's a long one. But I went to the quarterly meeting here in my local county. The room was a third full of bankers, a third full of uh, financial planners, and a third full of attorneys. Each one during that happy hour um, opportunity, were, it's a smaller group, and they were I was mixing and mingling and they all looked at my name badge and said, you know, estate solutions, what's that? What do you do? It generated curiosity. And I had the opportunity to have seven to nine conversations with attorneys uh, directly right there, sipping on my seltzer water. Yep. Awesome. Beautiful. Nice. So for the sake of time, guys and Chuck, I hate to cut you off, but uh, I know Jim had a question for Douglas and we have some uh, typed in questions as well that I'd like to answer. Jim, uh, let me turn it yeah, over to you real I, quick. I was going to say real quick, Bruce, uh, before I get to Douglas, three or four of the typed in questions we've answered numerous times. And I don't want you guys ever to think we don't want you to keep asking the questions. But if we don't get to you on this call for any reason, maybe it's just something we've recently answered. Please, as soon as the call's over, send an email to support at all the leads.com. It'll get forwarded to our coaches and one of them will answer you personally. We don't want to leave any questions or, you know, just cause you know, you haven't heard it before. It doesn't mean it's not important to you. And then my quick question for Doug, Doug, I think I heard you say you potentially have six deals from two per two people, two customers. And in both cases, these were people that you had kind of mentally written off that they were never going to do anything. So my question is, how long was it or how long did you contact them before you kind of mentally dismissed them? And then how long after that before they actually responded? In uh, one time, it was three contacts. And another time, it was four and a couple of text messages. And I got a text message saying, I'll get back to you when I'm ready. And I thought, well, she's gone. Mm -hmm. Well, she called me. She texted me when she was ready. <laughs> you know? And, and how, I, how long? How much later was that? Was it weeks, months, or or long time? Four weeks. Four weeks. Okay, about a month later. Okay, yes. great. Great you know, question. In the, in the in the car business, that was always the story. Uh, long ago, when I was in that business, is uh, they got on the be back bus, and it says, you know, I was here, but I'll be back soon. And you know, we always said the be back bus never stops here. I'll tell you, in the probate business, it's different. It really mm -hmm. is different. And, you know, you're you're leaving a placeholder. You're putting, and that's that's why we say the letters are so important and postcards. Anything you can do to put out there, you're leaving that placeholder. And if they don't throw it away, and if they, at the point at which they're going to make a decision or something motivates them to say, you know, it's time to sell grandmama's house, you're the person they're going to think of. They're going to say, where's that letter that I was looking for? That guy contacted me. And he said he had good stuff. Maybe just, I'll reach out and see what's going on with that. 
This yep. is a unique, unique niche. The same, it's it's unlike any others that we've ever been in. And so that's why we continue to urge you to do that. Thank I you. want everyone on uh, on Zoom to look at the chat that Dan just put in. Um, he put the website for the National Association uh, or the National Estate Planning Council into the chat. If you um, aren't on Zoom, it's uh, www.naepc. Uh, National Association Estate Planners Council dot org dot org. Um, so, yeah. Sorry, it's Lena. So, Sorry to interrupt, but I just want to add one last bit of information that a lot of people would love to hear. What I did when I was trying to get referrals is call all my friends and relatives, my people in the sphere of influence, and one friend who lived in New York said she needed help with uh, an estate plan uh, for her mom who lives in California, Northern California. And she said, can you connect me with some attorneys to help me uh, make sure the trust is okay because her mom was in the hospital due to COVID. So I used that lead, that referral, and I called a bunch of attorneys in Northern California. It was Mm -hmm. a real lead because she was my friend. So I want people to realize that you don't have to go and do all the extra stuff if you can just go down the list of your sphere of influence and say, hey, Uncle Bob, do you have an estate plan in place? Oh, you don't? Let me refer you to some attorneys. Great. It's free to talk to an attorney. Like, just do that in your first 30 days of getting the leads. If you don't have referrals uh, for attorneys yet, just use your sphere of influence. That's it. Guys, that is gold. That is gold. Lena, we, we, we think alike. Um, you are basically going out and creating the bait that you need to establish relationships. Um, and uh, we all know, we all have friends and family members that do not have an estate plan. Um, as Lena just said, start, start right there. That is you're in with an attorney. Go to the people that want to connect with the attorneys and the attorneys want to connect with. If you call as a real estate agent or an investor and immediately say, hey, I'll, uh, I just uh, want you to send me your clients. Now, that's a great way to get blown off. Uh, lead with the value that Lena has shared on multiple occasions today. I love it. I can't yeah. emphasize you, it more. Yeah. So, um couple of uh, quick questions, and I'm sure that I'm going to miss some if anyone, if any of my other coaches have um, uh, have seen questions that I haven't seen, uh, please chime in and answer. But um, uh, one individual had said that, uh, that they asked if they should be leading with uh, the phrase estate help or probate help. Um, they're getting some mixed messages from the coaches, me and Chuck. Um, the, re- the, the answer is yes, yes to both. Um, we should be leading. Can you guys hear me? My, I think my sound just went out. I'm good. Okay. So, uh, we should be kind of using both depending on the situation. A lot of times I'll say, uh, you know, I offer estate and probate services or estate and probate solutions because you don't know, um, if the person you're talking to even knows what probate is. Uh, a lot of times I'll call my sphere and I'll mention probate and they say, what's that? Okay, so uh, the word estate sometimes just helps offer some clarification. So a lot of times I'll actually use both estate and probate, and I'll use them in the exact same um, sentence. Um, and then uh, Alex had asked, um, what time is the best time for prospecting, for cold calling? Um, and I would argue that um, uh, COVID turned everything up on its ear. 
And uh, it doesn't really matter. People, more people are working at home right now. Um, there's a work life has dramatically shifted. I would say that uh, there are some general guidelines for eight to 9 a.m. and four to 6 p.m. Um, used to be significantly better times to prospect than any other time. Um, they're still a little bit better, but recognize that if someone's not going to answer you at 9 a.m., uh, you might want to try them at, at noon or two o'clock one time. You, and if they don't answer there, you might want to try them between five and six. So try different times of prospecting. Don't get locked into uh, one single approach. Um, and other, with that, it's Bruce, good. Yes, go ahead, Chuck. Bruce, the other thing, if you're talking about times to, to contact attorneys, um, you definitely want to look into the, the court schedule and understand based on what their specialty is, when they would in, when you would anticipate them to be in court and prospect outside of that range. Because you know, without knowing exactly what their schedule is, um, you're just shooting in the shooting in the dark. Yep. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right. Um, if we didn't get your answer. Uh, your question answered, um, call in to the support line, um, ask your question. Um, they will get uh, get you in touch with Chuck or myself, and we'll make sure to uh, to get you answered. And a lot of times support knows what our answers are right off the top of their head, and the, they'll be able to just give it to you. All right, everybody. As usual, I want to thank each and every one of you for being here. I want to particularly thank those that uh, actively participated, doubly thank those that had some wins to share with us. And I want to challenge each of you, take one thing that inspired you on this call, go out and put it into practice, and please come back next Thursday, share your results with the group. Have a great week, everybody. Talk to you same time next Thursday. Take care. Thank you.